All right, welcome back to Best Hour of Their Day. I'm here with Dan Waymara. Did I say that correctly, Dan? You did. Good job. Uh, it took a little bit of practice, and I was a little nervous, but we nailed it. Now, Dan, you're the owner slash founder of Push Press. That is correct. I'm one of the three founders. I don't want to take all the credit, but yeah, I'm I'm an owner and founder. What's you know, I've I've owned a few businesses, and I've had some by myself, some with partners. How's that working for you? Beautifully for this one. I mean, I've been part of bad partnerships, and I've been part. This one's a great one. Um, I mean, that's a whole discussion we could have on partnerships. I'm I'm a big advocate of partnerships, even though I've been on the bad end of of them too. Um, but push press is uh, is working beautifully. It's like dating, right? Just because you have a a bad relationship doesn't mean you're never going to date again. Yeah, you know what? That's an, I always liken it to marriage, but hopefully you don't have to get remarried. Yeah, so it, it's it's a marriage, but yeah, just because it doesn't work out doesn't mean it, there's not the very important pros that come with it. Yeah, and it's a marriage typically, you know, that doesn't involve some of the fun stuff that goes along with marriage either, <laughs> right? Unless I guess making money can be fun, but. Let's let's really talk all about push press. You know, you're involved in the in the CrossFit world these days. What what got you guys started? Um, man, it's kind of a long story. Which, if if you've got time, I've got time. Um, I've been an entrepreneur and, and a programmer my whole life. Um, so I came out of college right when the internet was kind of coming up, and I naturally kind of followed that arc into being a, a programmer for a bunch of startups. That was what kind of like got my juices flowing. Any, any um, ones that we would be familiar with? Like, were you the first into Google? Uh, if I was, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, um, I worked for some AOL properties. I worked for MySpace for a while. I've worked for a bunch of, uh, you know, other startups that were, you know, nobody probably doesn't know their household Wait, name. So did you know Tom? Uh, I actually came in after Tom was already gone. I didn't uh, know. Okay. For the, you know, that's a, that's probably over a lot of our listeners heads, by the way, who don't, who never remember getting automatically uh, friend requested by Tom on MySpace. Which is a sad, sad thing. They're missing out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, was a, I was a programmer at a lot of these startups. And during this time, they basically had this trick where they would feed you dinner every night to keep you at your desk working, um, which all of us fell for. And it would always be like spaghetti dinners or something like that. Um, and, you know, I put on like 20 pounds over the course of uh, seven or eight years of working in this space, um, decided that I needed to lose that weight as fast as I could. And everything, everything I do is like as fast and as ambitiously as I can. For time. So for time, exactly. But I didn't realize it. I didn't know about CrossFit at the time. But so, you know, my exploration process took me to a hundred day push up challenge, took me to, um, I forget what the other one was. It was a, a beach body property. And then, and then eventually it took me to CrossFit, um, which I absolutely fell in love with. And I remember being in the first workout of a fundamentals class at my gym thinking like, this is it. I'm done. I found my fitness uh, routine forever. Like I'm good. Um, which of course snowballed into me wanting to learn how to coach, taking my L1, shadowing coaches at that gym, and then eventually helping someone open a gym and then opening my own gym. So what, what gym did you start at? What was your first affiliate? So the first affiliate I opened was LAX CrossFit over here in LA. Is that um, Andrew, Andy Petronics? No, that's LA. That's CrossFit LA, which is gotcha. uh, not to be confused with LAX, like for the airport CrossFit. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Andy was in the game a few years before we were. Um, so, so anyways, we opened that gym and, and kind of in 
doing so, we realized that the software space, well, we already realized that the software space was kind of a wreck in terms of what we knew what would be good software for gyms because we, like I built software. And so part of the reason we opened this gym was kind of an exploration into like, is there any good software out there? Maybe we should build some software for this. Um, so we opened the gym mainly because we love CrossFit and kind of on the back burner was like, ah, let's check out the software space and see if this is something we can do as well. So does that kind of take this newfound hobby that you love and turn it into something that you don't enjoy anymore? Uh, no, actually it took many, many, like I still enjoy CrossFit. I just don't do it as much. Um, I did well, hit I just, that phase where most, most owners probably go through this phase where they're like, I never get to work out anymore. I'm just like in yeah. the gym all day, but I never work out. Oh, for sure. I hit that phase. Um, but I still love it. And I, I always did love it. It's just more the resentment of like, I'm literally here 10 hours a day and I can barely get a 30 minute workout in, you know? So, so tell me about some of the things you learned in your experience and your time working for others in the programming world that you guys do at push press now to, to help grow. So to me, that's the most interesting aspect of all this is like, I learned a lot of stuff in the startup space as an employee. Now that I'm, you know, a founder of a company that's in the software space, I'm learning a ton more in terms of like how to run a business of this magnitude. And what I'm learning is everything that, applies to the business world applies to a gym like one for one exactly it's crazy so the, so the business that i'm in is called software as a service and the idea is you have to attract customers get them to sign up they're going to pay you a recurring monthly fee you need to put a product in front of them that they love and then you need to give them great customer support or results <clears throat> and what does that sound exactly like a gym right it's the exact Absolutely. same thing so I, I just have gone through this like two year process of learning from the best of the best in the software space of how to run a better business. And the whole time I'm like, dang, this is exactly what gyms need. Like everything I'm learning is exactly, I just have to, I just have to, we just have to tweak it a little bit and gyms can use this. And that's kind of what we're in the process of, of working on now. Now that you're an owner, what's one thing that used to frustrate you about your old bosses that you realize now in retrospect, they were actually doing a good job. Oh, there's so many, like just managing people, places, and times is a hard job. And a lot of times from the other perspective, you're just like, why can't, why can't they just get this, this together? Or why are there so many inefficiencies or why do we have so many meetings? You know, like I've, I've noticed a lot of my day is basically just blocking off times for meetings with people. Um, and it's kind of like from my role. And again, if you want to apply this to a gym from a gym owner's role, your role should end up being, um, facilitating other people to do their job really well, which means you just got to meet with them and talk, talk them through their problems and help them with whatever they're getting stuck on. So I remember being a software engineer thinking like half my day is meetings. How can I get any work done? But the reality is like, you need those meetings to kind of like get clarity to the process, communicate back and forth what needs to happen or what the expectations are. And then so you can set the right expectations for the delivery of the product. Well, and there's something to be gained with that face-to-face, -face, right? Like just that brainstorming opportunity and talking it out with other people. Absolutely. Like this is, I think, something our culture is missing today. And, and it's something I think is big in our gym space. It's called, I call it relationship building. It's one of the core values of Push Press. And I think it should be absolutely one of the core values of every single gym out there. Like when you're spending time face-to-face -face with somebody, you're giving them something that they don't get in 90% of the rest of their life, which is 
all virtual communication, you know, emails, texting, and non-face-to-face -face stuff. Building time with somebody face-to-face -face and asking them, like, how's your day going? How, how is your relationship at home? Like, how are things I care matter a lot, you know? So you're, you're involved in this CrossFit world. You're a computer programmer. What was the kind of tipping point or what was that moment where you're like, hey, there's some software applications out there. There's gym management software, but we need to start our own. So the, the actual exact moment was when at my gym, um, the gym owner wanted us to buy foam rollers and I was buying in like no other. I was buying into everything I could, nutrition classes and foam rollers and shoes and everything I could. And, and he sent out a link for us to buy the foam roller. And through the platform he was on, I spent 30 minutes trying to figure out if I had a password, trying to understand if I had an account, going through the process of setting up an account and getting redirected somewhere else. And again, as a software engineer, I'm like, this is utterly unacceptable. So I'm getting more and more frustrated as the minutes are ticking by. And this was kind of back in the day when there weren't CrossFits everywhere. So this gym was 30 minutes away from me. And at, I remember at about 30 minutes into this, I'm like, it would have been faster to just get in my car and drive there at this point. So that's what I, that's what I did. I literally got in the car. I drove to the gym and I'm about an hour into this journey. And I'm like, give me my foam roller. And I like kind of threw the 20 bucks at him. I'm like, here's your 20 bucks. Give me my foam roller. Your system sucks. Like I was so mad. Um, and it's kind of like as a software engineer, it's like it, it violated all of these principles and rules that we had been taught not to do. And I'm like, how is this happening right now? This makes no sense. So that was the tipping point where I'm like, I have to look into this to see if this is a, a solution worth working on. And it turns out it was. What was the time frame from that moment until you actually launched? Uh, so that was probably in about 2008. It took us until 2010 to open our gym. That included like me getting an L1 and shadowing coaching and all that, finding some partners. Opened the gym in 2010. We actually built like two versions of push press that we threw away. And that was all from like learning gym operations from on the ground level and then making friends with a bunch of gym owners that we realized like what we assumed was wrong. And, what were some uh, of those assumptions? So I remember like the first product we built, we thought, oh, we'll just build it as a WordPress plugin because everyone uses WordPress and it'll be like, we'll build workout tracking right into, the, right into WordPress and all this stuff. And then we kind of realized that like the, the magnitude of stuff you needed to do to build the software to run the gym could not just live within WordPress. It wasn't possible. So we threw that one away. Um, the next thing we did was like, we built one on top of a, mer a standard merchant processing platform. And then we realized really fast that merchant processors were basically robbing gym owners. That's, that's how I interpreted it from their terms and their contracts and the way they structured things. And that's not what I wanted to represent. So we quickly moved away from that. Those were like two pretty quick pivots we made. So now, now that you've been around for, for quite some time, many of our listeners are either box owners or coaches, you know, and, and I'm not obviously sure what they're using, but what are some things that help distinguish push press from all the others out there? I mean, I would just say it, I think it all stems from the fact that we own gyms and pretty much everyone we hire on the product side in terms of, customer success and, and, you know, consultations and stuff like that own gyms. Um, it's, we've built this product from a different lens. Um, I feel like a, a lot of products are kind of read replicas of each other because there's like one huge company in this ecosystem and everyone's kind of copied them because they've done it right. And I think they've done that because they, they didn't own gyms. They don't own a gym. 
And so what do you do? You copy the big 800 pound gorilla. Um, our system has been kind of designed differently. It's been designed from different paradigms and concepts and they are centric around <clears throat> basically pro you probably have a single owner operator or they've got a couple partners. They might hire a couple coaches, but they're doing most of the work. Um, they're probably on the gym floor a lot, you know, like a, I, and I feel like building the software from that lens has made us focus on being like operationally efficient for whoever's running the software. So, so what are some things that a box owner might not realize you've done because of that? You know, so for, you know, I've owned three affiliates in the past. I have used every software out there. You know, we started with cash and checks before moving to PayPal, before running through all of the other ones out there. But what are some of these things you're referring to that I might not even have been aware of? Yeah. So the biggest one to me, the, the one I always like to bring forth is the flow of getting a person who's coming to a class into a class, or let's just start even with a lead, a lead into a trial class, into the class and on the gym floor. Um, what I, I see a lot of gym owners will do like a, Hey, contact me if you're interested, which will turn into an email. Um, email is terrible because you lose it. And you're, you're like, how many emails a day do you get? If you don't reply to it right away, it just falls to the bottom of the stack and that person's gone. And this person's legitimately interested in your business at that point. So we, we started our process with actual, like a lead funnel. So it actually goes into the software and becomes a lead funnel. There's nothing new with that. Other systems do that. Um, lead funnel um, kicks off a wavering process or a documentation process, um, which could be tied to like membership plans. So if you have like a 12 month agreement plan, it will kick off a document that they have to agree to um, for that plan. Um, when they come into the gym, we have a check-in system. Again, nothing new. A lot of, a lot of systems have check-in systems, but our check-in system is um, gated by payment and documents. So let's say you signed up for a 12 month plan, but you haven't signed your waiver or your doc, your agreement online. And, um, and because of that, you haven't paid. Well, it won't let you check in. Right. Or even if you have paid, but you haven't agreed to your agreement, it won't let you check in. Um, what we saw, like a lot of times the coach on the floor is the one trying to manage all this stuff. So it's kind of difficult to know if everyone's paid and everyone signed all their documents. So what we did is we built a TV screen system, which integrates with the document or the check-in system. So if they've checked in, their name shows up on a really nice branded screen that looks like your gym. And if your name doesn't show up, it means you haven't checked in. And if you're standing in front of me on the floor and you haven't checked in, I know in the back of my mind, something's wrong or you're being lazy one or the other. So I will probably kindly remind you, please go check in. And if you tell me you can't, then I'll say, okay, cool. During warm up, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. What is, what the problem is. And then that way as the coach on the floor, without having to pay attention to anything other than the TV screen, you know that the whole process has taken place. Right. Right. Cause isn't that one of the biggest issues that goes down at an affiliate? This person is here for their hour to do one thing really well and that's coach, but their attention is being brought into so many different directions. Cause yeah, I got to check people in. I got to get the waiver signed. You know, yep. I have to make sure that person's membership is good. And then the one thing that can distinguish your box from all these others is coaching is not happening because you're expecting them to do all these other things. Well, it sounds like you guys kind of streamline that and make it a lot easier at the, at the box level. Yeah. I mean, what, what we want, the, the coach really, like you said, should be focused on coaching and providing that excellent experience on the floor. But they're also kind of the gatekeeper. So if they notice you haven't checked in, all they have to say is like, this is a conversation we need to have later. We can do this after class. But like we both understand now that something's wrong. 
<laughs> at, at LAX CrossFit, we had a joke because we would sign a punch card plan. This is before we built Push Press. We, we had a punch card plan and it became a running joke that like the annual membership at LAX CrossFit is 150 bucks because you buy a 10 card punch card and they'll never check you in and a coach will never know if you check in and therefore you can buy it once and just come for the rest of your life. And it was an awkward conversation for a coach to have because they didn't know if you checked in or not. And they, you know, like it, it, we took, we were trying to take all that awkwardness out and just make it, everyone understands there's a problem. We'll deal with it after class or when I have downtime. Yeah. And you know, I could speak from experience as a coach and a box owner. It's like, those are, I wouldn't say embarrassing, but they're frustrating conversations and they're awkward. You know, no one likes to talk about money and, you know, coaches, that's not what they signed up for. They signed up to help people move better. And all of a sudden, you know, they have to go around chasing after people to collect dues. And yep. the goal would be to make it easier to give to not diversify your coach's attention and bandwidth and have them just focus on the one thing they're there for, which is coaching. Yeah. And even speaking to that, like we've built an automatic, like, um, like credit card re-updater. So like we've looked across our system and 83% of failed payments get fixed without the gym owner even having to deal with it. It just, it, the system takes care of it. Yeah. That, that, that's always a big struggle too. Yeah. I get those emails. Hey, so-and-so's payment failed. Cool. Now I have to do more work. Versus <laughs> yeah. It's happening for us. I, I saw recently you had posted that push press is going to help focus on making gyms more professional, you know, professionalize the coaching space. What, what does that mean? We hear that thrown out a lot. You know, everyone's professionalizing this or that. What do you guys mean by that? So like specifically, I'm, I'm going to be repackaging all of the stuff I'm learning on how to run a better SaaS business, software as a service for these gym owners to use in their gym, which is service as a service. Um, so that's everything from lead lead intake the types of metrics and ratios you should be looking for sales tactics and techniques um, how to perfect your demo how to perfect your sales scripts um, how to make sure your coaches are kicking ass on the floor just the whole nine of running a gym and again that kind of comes from like i've ran a gym i've 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 hired and managed coaches and i'm also running this other business that's very parallel with what they're doing and What's interesting is like in the SaaS space, there's $100 million companies, billion dollar companies that are being run by these principles that I can actually apply to gyms. So like you're getting the best of the best, like MBAs have been putting their brain power to these things and we can, we can get them into gyms and getting gym owners thinking that way. Well, and isn't that true? Like for some reason, gym owners have this mentality of like, well, I'm not really a business. Yeah, that kills me. That kills me. Have you seen that improve since 2008 when you first got started in CrossFit? Yeah, a thousand percent. I mean, back in the day, it was a perfect storm combination of I'm a, I love fitness. I love CrossFit. I'm going to open this grungy gym because grungy is cool and hardcore people will come. And, the, and it's like self-selecting. Like we didn't we never had to advertise anything at LAX CrossFit. Like every fundamentals class was sold out weeks in advance because People wanted CrossFit so bad. Now there's a ton of competition. There's new fitness things out there. And, um, you know, like these Orange Theories and F45s are competing for the same people. So now it's like all of these fitness professionals who are running gyms now need to learn how to become business professionals. That's, that is where we are right now. And I think it's massively improved, but we still got a long tail of gym owners that we can help um, improve. 
what are some of the things you did when you made that decision to make sure your gym was run like a true business and not just as a hobby? Right. So, I mean, there's so many facets to it. It's literally, it's one of those things where even if you're focused on it, you probably will never become a hundred percent good. Um, but I remember the, like some of the first things we did, we put a lot of attention to brand. We put a lot of attention to aesthetic. We tried to make sure our gym was clean, um, which even looking back on it, like clean then is not the same acceptable standard for clean now. Um, we tried to be unique. We tried to, oh, we really tried to be consumer friendly. So we, we chased the long tail, not athletes. Um, so it was all about helping, you know, the teacher or the engineer in our community versus helping someone get a D1 scholarship somewhere. Um, and it was all about kind of that message and that, um, that vision of our company that we tried to put out there. So if, if someone's listening and they're like, okay, I like the idea of this, how simple or challenging is it to switch platforms to push press? Um, on, on both hands, it's more, it is a challenge to switch your, I mean, it is disruptive to your business. I won't lie. I think it's a lot less challenging than people will assume it is. Like we've actually, again, we've, we've sat in your seat and we've kind of built our migration platform and we have customer success representatives who understand how to do it. Um, but it is, it is disrupting. And I think kind of the bigger potential disruption is we like to get gym owners looking at their business and saying like, is what you're doing right now the best way or can we help you make it better? Which is even more potentially disrupting if you're going to change how you like onboard leads or, sell your plans or something like that. Um, but the idea here is obviously to help make a better business owner. So that's kind of the direction we're going. But at the same time, push press is actually free, correct? We do have a free platform. Yeah. And that's to help. So again, this, a lot of everything that we do stems from the vision that we have of being gym owners and being friends with gym owners. And what we realize is like, there's a lot of either brand new gyms or there's three categories, brand new gyms, gyms that are underperforming, or gyms that it's, it's, a, it's like a garage gym or, or something on the side and they just don't care to ever make, you know, $50,000 a month. It's fine with them. Those three gyms are perfect for push press free because um, we're, we're, it, the goal is to either get them off their feet and, and really excelling as a gym or it's just to help people who don't make as much money not have to pay such a high percentage of their income to a platform. And have you seen that gyms that successfully switch to push press make more money? Oh, all the, yeah, all the time. I mean, and again, I'm sure that happens with every platform, you know, um, just the nature of it, depending on where you are in the arc of your business, you might be just starting. Of course, you're going to make more money. But there's been plenty of gyms that have come through that, you know, this is their third or fourth platform. They've kind of tried all the different things. We got them on the platform. We kind of like settled things down and got them going. And yeah, they're, you know, up 100% from where they were. Um, it's all very unique, you know, to your geography, your situation, your gym. I can't make, you know, obviously make any promises to any of that, but, um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this much, the people that you will talk to, like, if you get on a call with somebody here at Push Press, they know what they're talking about in terms of running a gym. And I think that's vital. I think that goes to really any business, but in the CrossFit world and having owned boxes, it is frustrating when you're dealing with, you know, and not to knock computer programmers, but they tend to you know fit a certain stereotype if you will you know and, and that doesn't usually lend itself to fitness so Correct. if you get people that understand and have been through those problems i'm sure it makes it a lot easier to deal with 
Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not hiring recent college grads off the street for their first customer support job. Like mo not most, every single person on our success team is actually a push press client who owns a gym who loved us so much. They wanted to work for us. So that's kind of our growth strategy. Well, well, fill me in on some other things that we might not have touched base on that would help people understand why push press is so valuable, potentially why it would be worth it to them to, to make the change and, and just to educate them more about what push press is doing. Um, I mean, I, I just like to speak from a position of like, we are genuinely here to help. Um, we really see ourselves as like the good guy of the industry. And, and that's not to say anyone else isn't or is a good guy or bad guy, but I don't personally care if a gym uses our platform, another platform. I want every single gym to do better. Um, I think they deserve to do better. They're out there doing great things for their community. Like I've seen the changes of people that I've made in my gym and how much they loved my gym. Um, and I know that's happening at all of these gyms across the world. So, I mean, the biggest, the biggest thing I can tell you is like, we are an advocate for you, your gym. It doesn't matter if you're a push press client or not. We'll, I'll go, I will take a phone call with you and walk through, talk through things. My team will too. Like we care. That's the biggest thing. Um, I think all of that is personified in our product. And I think it will continue to be part of our product and part of our message. And the reason we're going to do all this education is because we just genuinely care. Um, so, you know, without going into details of, what our platform does and specifically how we can help. I think that's the biggest thing that differentiates us from a lot of the competitors is we genuinely care. Yeah. And I think like you've said, and we've reiterated, that's where it comes from. Most people that own a CrossFit box, they start because they care. So it's always nice to also be working with other people that feel the same way. And it's evident as soon as you get on the phone and we can tell by talking to you that what you're saying is, entirely true versus other people that will make that claim. Then when you get on the phone with them, you could tell right away, Hey, that's not what they were telling me. Yeah. I mean, our, our sales team is instructed. Like if, if we're not a good fit to tell them which company to go to for a better fit, like, like if, if it's a detriment for you to join push press, we will not steer you to join push press. You know, we can identify that pretty quick and tell you which system to actually, you should probably go to. I love it. Well, I'd highly recommend that people check it out. Is there anything that I have missed that you would like to share with the listeners of best hour of their day? I mean, that's the, that's the crux of it. I mean, we developed everything we're working on here is, is out of a necessity for helping gyms succeed. Free is to help gyms who are earning less money. Our education series and podcast that's coming up is to help all gym owners learn how to be a better business person. <clears throat> Uh, our websites and local marketing products are to help people be found. And we're going to continue to explore more and more services we can do to help gym owners dominate and do well. Yeah, I think that's great. And I really can't downplay the value of something you said earlier with just creating those lead magnets and eliminating that additional work. I mean, that's really what it's all about when you're running a small business, maximizing your time and making sure everyone else is that's a part of your team. and if things can be automated the way you guys have laid them out, that's only going to benefit the box and, you know, give you more time. And as we've all heard numerous times, you know, that's the most important commodity out there. Yeah. I think, 
people don't realize, a lot of people don't realize it, that systems are kind of what make uh, our, our like people talk about getting into the routines. That's just your daily system. Um, software is meant to help you create systems so you can maximize your time, make you more efficient. I call it is a term I use called buying back your time. For some gyms, it might not be worth it to have to pay for software, or maybe they should use push press free. But um, at a certain point, you're spending so much time trying to do stuff, it's better to pay 100, 150, 200 bucks to software to buy back those hours so you can focus on other things. And as you grow and grow your business, you want to expand your systemization and buy back more and more time so you can focus on the most important things, the most valuable things. That's the goal of software. Yeah. And you know, those valuable things, you know, whether it's on a personal level or just giving back to the box, that's what people want. You know, your members don't really care what software you're using, but they care that they're getting a great product and great coaching and you know, that you are making it the best hour of their day. And in order to do that, you have to have time to take care of yourself. And it sounds like that's what push press will have you do. So really awesome. I'd hope that some people will certainly make the change. And, and if not, at least just go check it out and reach out to Dan and reach out to his team. If you have any questions. Awesome. Thank you for that. Um, I wasn't necessarily here to pitch push press. I want to help people, but I mean, I always uh, appreciate well, that. That was nice. If, uh, you know, if, if uh, switching over, it's helping them win for everybody, right? Having owned three affiliates, I can tell you, it gets busy. There's always something to be doing. And at the end of the day, it comes down to the product. Like you said, there's, you know, whether it's Orange Theories or F45s or all these other local boutiques out there, it's going to come down to how well do you coach and, and how much better is your facility at helping others improve. and if you're wasting time on a computer, you're not developing as a coach. Correct. Absolutely. Well, Dan, where, where can people find out more about you and about your company? Um, I mean, they could find us online at pushpress.com spelled just like the movement, but it's one word pushpress.com. Did you guys, did you guys have to struggle to get that URL or did you get it right away? Uh, it was owned by somebody else. I don't remember who at this point. Um, they, got us for some money on it but we believed in that name so strongly because remember we were going to be a wordpress plugin so we're like oh push press it's like you know uh, inside wordpress you. so we believe and it was a double entendre with the movement and we didn't want to name ourselves wad something or crossfit something we wanted to name ourselves something ambiguous but very strikingly like a shout out to the crossfit community because that's where we came from so um yeah we had to spend some money for it but we were okay with that worth it so they can check it out pushpress.com they can follow you guys on all social media platforms is it all just pushpress uh with the exception of twitter i think which is pushpress app pushpress app pushpress yeah well that's really great to hear and i'm sure if you have any other questions you can follow up with dan and the team it was a pleasure to learn about pushpress and and hopefully spread the word awesome thank you so much thank you very much dan have a great holiday you too bye Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. Just a reminder, Fern and I have an amazing new show called Dropping In, premiering on our YouTube channel in early 2020. Be sure to head over to the Best Hour of Their Day YouTube channel now. Subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes. You've probably heard us talking about it, summarizing some of our trip. You can see some highlights up on our Instagram as well, at best hour of their day.
but I promise you, you're not going to want to miss out. So subscribe now. Thanks for everything you do. Thanks for letting us be a part of your lives. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Tune in tomorrow for another episode of Best Hour of Their Day.